Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. So let me just read you the scripture and, uh, and then I'll jump into the message today. And I did not go over in the first service, all right? So we'll just see how it goes here, all right? But look what it says, three times a year, all your males, now it says males there, remember ancient Near East patriarchal society, they were all families. This basically means the family unit, the household. There's always a patriarch. Three times a year, all your males shall appear before the Lord your God at the place that he will choose. The Feast of Unleavened Bread, there's Passover. The Feast of Weeks, that's today. That's what the Hebrew word Shavuot means, weeks. Pentecost means 50th, because it's the 50th day after Pentecost, or, pa- or yes, the 50th day after Passover, Pentecost. Um, the Feast of Weeks and at the Feast of Booths. That's tabernacles, that's in the fall. Look, they shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. Every man shall give as he is able according to the blessing of the Lord your God that he has given you. Aren't you glad that God has blessed us with himself, the person of the Holy Spirit? Amen? And so, uh, and so that's what we do as as a family. So let's pray. I'm going to read some scriptures and uh, we're going to enter in the whole story here on this special day. We're going to see where they were gathered in one mind and one accord. Remember this, the whole story. Think of the cord, Genesis to Revelation, the whole story of King Jesus. If we'll just engage that cord together, it'll bring us into oneness. And things like doctrine and things like that, they take care of themselves when you understand the whole story of Scripture, the whole story of King Jesus. Can I have a good amen? So let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, for these next 30 minutes, God, I just pray, give us us ears to hear, Lord. Help us to lean in as we celebrate you and we engage the story of our Savior Jesus on this special day, the day of Pentecost. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Genesis chapter three, verse 24, it says, he drove out the man at the east of the Garden of Eden, and he placed a cherubim and a flaming sword. Remember that, flaming sword, a sword of fire and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Now here we go, here's here's Sinai, okay? So this is where the Lord is gonna descend on Mount Sinai, okay? This is where uh, Shavuot, this is the first feast of weeks. It's gonna be fulfilled at Pentecost, happening on the exact same day. Both of these things, very important to understand. This is about God making a people for himself. So think of Israel, right? So they were, you know, uh, just kind of disconnected slaves. Really, the people at Sinai now, it's, it's Egyptians, it's Hebrews, it's just people from all over. They had been in idol worship. They had been slaves to Egypt. What God is doing here is he's about to give them the Torah, the law, 
and, and the story and what he's gonna do is he's gonna now make them his people. He is fulfilling the covenant that he promised, uh, uh, that he pro he's fulfilling the promise that he promised to Abraham. And so now he's, he's making them his people here through covenant. And look what he says in Exodus chapter 19, five and six. God says, now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me, look, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. So here, watch. Since Eden and what it's gonna be in the new Eden, this is why it says this exact same thing in the book of Revelation and all through scripture. Watch, this is God's plan A. God's gonna have his plan A. He's not doing a plan B. This is the plan A. He is gonna have a family. He wants a family. He wants a human family to be part of his heavenly family. He is gonna have a family and that family is gonna occupy his kingdom He's gonna have a kingdom and watch. They're gonna be a kingdom of priests. His plan A was that we are all priests. We can all approach God. We all image God. We all have a relationship with God. We are all equal. We are all one. There is no hierarchy in the kingdom of God. There are roles, there are functions, but every single person is just as important in the kingdom. Every single one of us. Are you following me? And what he wanted Israel to be is, okay, he's gonna, he's gonna have a kingdom of priests. That's why there was no king, okay, until, until later on when they begged God for a king. God didn't wanna give them a king and they got Saul and that led into all kind of trouble. But what God is saying is, okay, you're gonna be my people and Israel, you're gonna be a light to the nations. And you're gonna show these other Gentile nations how I'm distinct, how I'm different from these other gods, how I'm different from these other harsh rulers, how I'm different from these other systems that enslave people. Israel, you're gonna be a light to the nations and it's gonna show the nations my ways. Okay, now, in the same way, when the Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost, now the Holy Spirit comes in on the inside of us, but God's plan was to what? To also save the nations, to include the Gentiles. But we still have the same purpose here. It's a kingdom, it's a kingdom of priests, and guess what? We're to be a light to the nations. Jesus, the light of the world, is now on the inside of us, and we're to image God or demonstrate to the world God's ways and who he is, and that they too can be part of his family if they will come out of their, their, their own way and come into God's way and into his kingdom. So watch this. So here's Sinai, Exodus 19, verse 16 through 25. On the morning of the third day, there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast so that all the people in the camp trembled. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God. They, and they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. Remember that, he descends on it in fire. The smoke of it went up 
like a smoke of kiln and the whole mountain trembled greatly. And as the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him in the thunder. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain and Moses went up. And the Lord said to Moses, go down and warn the people lest they break through to the Lord to look and many of them perish. Also let the priests who come near to the Lord consecrate themselves lest the Lord break out against them. Now, here's what I want to show you this. So important. God's establishing his family, right? So what are the first principles that he's teaching his family? Our Father, who art in heaven, what? Holy, hallowed, other, separate, distinct, or is your name? So our Father, we're all family, but Lord, you're distinct, you're holy. Your other, you have your special place in the family. What is God teaching them? Yes, we're all family. I'm taking you as my treasured possession. But remember, I have my special place in the family because you are not like me. I am other. I am holy. And if you, my, my listen, God's essence God's essence of holiness, God's essence of an all-consuming fire, that has not changed. He is not going to become common or lower himself because of people's ignorance. So this is what I want to show you here. This is so important. Who is the Lord? Remember, Jesus, the whole story. What does Jesus say to the church in Revelation? I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Yeah, who was, who is, and who is to come, the Almighty. What have we learned about Jesus from all tons of passages in the New Testament? Anytime the Lord engages humans, anywhere in the Bible, which person of the Godhead is it? It's Jesus. Who is descending on Mount Sinai? It's Jesus. God the Father is on his throne. Okay, the Holy Spirit's making it happen. We'll talk about the person of the Holy Spirit in a second. This is Jesus descending on Mount Sinai. Here's what I want to show you, okay? He's still merciful. He had told the people, don't, right now, basically under this covenant, okay, a, a, a new covenant's coming, but right now under this covenant, you can't come too close to my presence or you'll be consumed. He's telling Moses, go down and warn the people again. Tell them not to come too close. If they come too close, if they get too close to my presence right now, it's, it's going to consume them. See, Jesus has always been merciful, but what we have to get out of our minds, this fragmented view of like, Oh yeah, well that was, you know, that was the Father or, you know, that was, that was Yahweh well, the, uh, descending on Mount Sinai. You know, he's the angry, the angry Father. He's always, you know, he's melting mountains and, you know, burning people up and there's all this judgment and all that kind of stuff. You know, and Jesus is hiding in the background. He's like this little, um, you know, uh, gentle, he's the good side of God. And then finally, here he comes in the manger and Jesus is the good side of God. He's keeping the father from walking off a ledge because the father is always so angry. 
There is never one inkling of disagreement between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are one, one God, three persons. Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. He's the Almighty. That's what Jesus spoke to the Jews in John chapter 6. They said, Abraham's my, our, uh, our father. Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. He's saying, I, he's saying, I am Yahweh. I am God. I and the Father are one. I and the Father and the Holy Spirit, we are one. It is one God, three persons. There is never any disagreement. Never. They're not good cop, bad cop. And until we, we understand this, we're going to have this fragmented view of the story of God, of the whole story of King Jesus, and really who the king is in relationship to his family. Y'all with me? You, this is so important. It says, And the Lord said to Moses, Go down and warn the people lest they break through to the Lord to look, and many of them perish. Then he goes on to say in verse 24, he says, And the Lord said to him, Go down and come up, bringing Aaron with you, but do not let the priest and the people break through to come to the Lord, lest he break out against him. He's being merciful. He's always been a merciful God. So Moses went down to the people and told them. So there we see, okay, there we see the first ever, if you want to call it Pentecost, Shavuot. Here's the Lord descending on a mountain, he gives the Torah, he gives the law, but it's a law on the outside. Moses comes down, Moses is transformed, his face is glowing, but he is the only one, okay? So now look at this, Jeremiah 31, 33. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, declares the Lord, I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be what? My people, my special possession, my family. But what is God saying? Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a new covenant. It's gonna be a better covenant and no longer are things gonna be from the outside coming in, but I'm gonna put the law on the inside of you. I'm gonna put my word on the inside of you. That glow that you saw, remember that Moses was coming down from the, the transformation he had, everybody's gonna get the transformation. And the glory's gonna be, the glory's gonna be on the inside. Now look at Acts chapter one, verse eight. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Everybody say power. Everybody say witnesses. It's very important that we see that the Lord connects those two things. He doesn't give us his power just so we can have fun, you know, or sing louder. He gives us a, his power, watch, so we can not do witnessing, so we can be Witnesses. Being a witness is the same thing as being a disciple. It's what we were talking about last week when we were talking about how, you know, grace is a person. We're, we're talking about the person of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of grace, and how we're talking about what maturity, what discipleship looks like when it comes to 
ownership and, 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 and accountability and being vulnerable and then just, just heading towards maturity. But when we talk about being witnesses, we talk about being disciples. Church, listen, it's easy. It's not complicated. Think of being a witness. Think of this. Think of being a, being a good family member. How many of y'all know y'all got some good family members and bad family members? It's like, okay, we're, 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 we're part of this family. I'm gonna be a witness. Let me tell you how that looks, okay? It starts with me. I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna be a witness. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna image. I'm gonna functionally image the Lord as his ambassador, okay? In my life, in my home, okay? and wherever my, I work or school or my place of influence, all right? So here's what that means. That's why we're so big on, I'm gonna talk about this in just a second. That's why we're so big on functioning, not positional, functioning as the, in the priesthood of the believer as the priest of your home. Wherever you live, you have a weekly service. It is more important than this weekly service right here. And it doesn't last nearly as long and you don't have a long-winded preacher. And that's you as a priest unto the Lord, wherever you are, family, friends, whoever, the cat, whoever you can muster around. You know what you do? You say this, you say, We're, this house belongs to the Lord. My body, this is his house, and this is his house. If you live in a house and no one's serving uh, God, guess what? You got a room. You can say, for me and my room, we're going to serve the Lord. Watch, and you demonstrate loyalty on the, we call it the Gentile Sabbath or Shabbat or, you know, which really just the family table. It's the table when we have all these resources for it where you pray, you serve communion and watch. You invite the Holy Spirit into that table into, that's his table. It's set apart, you invite him into your home. That's where the power happens. I'm gonna show you this. So there's that component. And then there's also, of course, wherever you work. So now you're being an ambassador. Well, how am I an ambassador at my work or at my school? It's real easy. You're loyal to God, right? Your loyalty is with Jesus first. So when your coworkers want you to go to the club, when they want you to go to the club, you know what? Your first loyalty lies with Jesus. You wanna be a good loyal friend, but your first loyalty lies with Jesus. When they're cracking all those perverse jokes, you're not laughing. You know why? because your first loyalty lies with Jesus. If they're making a racist comment or a prejudiced comment or whatever like that, you walk away. You know why? Because your first loyalty is with Jesus. And his family is every color, every race, and every creed. When they're speaking about the color of that person's skin, they're talking about your family.
Why? Because we're not, we're not part of that kingdom anymore. Maybe we used to do all those things, but now we're part of God's kingdom. So you're not religious. You're not this high-minded, judgmental. No, when someone says, hey, you know, we're going to the, the club, you know, it's whatever they, happy hour is whatever. It's, it's DJ Dirty Don's night, whatever they say. Ladies drink free till 2 a.m. Ladies, y'all better be not going after that. You know what you say? Hey, guys, thanks for the invitation. And you know what? I know, I, I, I know why y'all want to go there because me, I used to be the one shutting down the clubs. In fact, y'all going to hear DJ Dirty John? Did you ever hear of DJ? Who, that was me. <laughs> I used to be right there with you. But you know what? The Lord's come into my life and my first loyalty is to him. <laughs> and I know if I go to a place like that, I know I'm probably gonna, because I'm, I'm, I'm human, I know my tendencies and I know that can be a lot of fun. Well, it's fun until the hangover hits, but but I, I, know, I, I know my first loyalty is to Jesus. Do you see, when that begins to happen, watch, when that gets, begins to happen, guess what? It's like Jesus said, the kingdom of God has come near you. All of a sudden in that conversation about the club, guess what showed up? The kingdom of God. The Lord had a space, he had a dominion, and all of a sudden, to those people in that conversation, the kingdom of God has come within reach. That's what he says when he says the kingdom of God is within near you. It's like within, so then you walk off and all of a sudden someone comes to you, wants you to pray for him. And then maybe the Lord, you have a, a word for them. You don't even know it's a word, but it's a word of wisdom. It's a, it's, and, and all of a sudden, now the supernatural power begins to show up and because you're being the priest of your home, you invite that person or that couple or whoever or that group of people over to your house for dinner on Friday night. They take communion with you and come on, the Lord shows up again, the kingdom. Of, now you got them on, God, on, on Yahweh's outpost. And the Lord begins to come to their lives. You know why? Because you're just being who you are and knowing when you need to speak love or demonstrate loyalty wherever you go. Come on, can you give God a big hand for that? I got eight minutes. Acts chapter two, so here we go. Here it is, here's, here's Shavuot, here's Feast of Weeks, it's the exact same day, here's Pentecost. It says, when the day of Pentecost arrived, look at this, they were all together in one place. Never underestimate the place. Your home, your work, your church. People of God, the presence of God and the place of God, it's a whole meta-narrative. Look, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Think about this. Before Mount Sinai, 
the Lord descended on a mountain. And if you understand the ancient Near East and ancient Israel and even, you know, the temple and Mount Sion, God or the divine, he would always set up his sacred space in a high place or on top of a mountain. If you go back and you read the Bible, you always see whether it's a, 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 a good God or whether it was the God of gods, Yahweh, the, the temples, the places of worship, uh, or the, the, the places where the Lord would descend would always be these mountains. And think of Mount Sion. So that had always been the pattern. But now the Lord descends, not on a mountaintop, but in a house, in a home. We forget that the upper room was someone's home. They were basically gathered in someone's bonus room in a home, and the Lord descended and showed up in the home. You don't think the home is important to God? You know why? Because the whole mission, Eden to the new Eden, it's the bed of, it's the Father's house, it's the family of God, it's the home, the home, the, the, the family of God in the home, it demonstrates, it models what the Great Commission is for. What is the Great Commission for? It's to bring people in the family. It's to get them back to the home. It's to get them back to the new Eden. It's to get them back to the Father's house. What's going to happen at the end? We're going to come to the table, but this time there's going to be a marriage supper at this table this time when the wine and bread comes out it's the fourth cup it's the tabernacles and the lord is going to be there i wish somebody would give god a shout man so look, and then look, divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. The person, the, per, the third person equal with the Father and the Son. God himself came and filled them and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Can you imagine what is Luke doing here? Okay, think of Sinai. Here comes the fire. Remember, everywhere God is, his presence, it's the fire. The fire would always show up, the burning, the fire on Mount Sinai that was terrifying to people. Now they're sitting there. Here comes the Lord descending. <laughs> Can you imagine them looking and saying, oh my, here comes the fire, we're about to die. Same stuff, wind and, the, and I'm sure thunderstorm. It's like Sinai and they're sitting there, they're like, uh, here he comes. <laughs> We're in trouble. <laughs> but Jesus told us to be here. And all of a sudden that fire, instead of destroying them, it rests on them. In other words, something unfathomable had happened. Now, not only does the fire not destroy them when they get too close, 
but the fire of his presence can now come on the inside of them because the blood of Jesus has washed away all sin. He has cleansed them. That's what the atonement was, the cleansing of your temple so that the presence of God can dwell. And they... There's these tongues of fire that are later going to become swords of fire so they can preach the gospel, the sword of the Spirit, and declare the Word of God with power and in the presence of God. I'm almost done. So here we go. So here comes the ingathering of the nations. There's all these people. And look at verse 11. It says, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans, and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And we're all amazed and perplexed, <clears throat> saying to one another, what does this mean? But others mocking said, they are filled with new wine. Yeah, they're filled with new wine, just not the kind that you're used to. So here comes Peter. Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. It's only 9 a.m. That's why I think God fell in the morning. Like if it was 5 o'clock, I think he would have had a tougher time. It was a joke. These people are not, it's third hour of the day, that's 9 a.m., but look what Peter says, but this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. In the last days it shall be, God declares, I will pour my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. That's what I'm doing now, dreaming dreams. I'm getting old. I love this. Can you see the oneness now? The oneness in Jesus, male and female. On my male servants, my female servants. In those days I will pour my spirit and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. What Peter is saying this, listen, you thought Sinai was something, you wait to see what God does through his people because now there's gonna be millions of little Sinai's walking around with the fire of the Holy Spirit and the presence of God. Look. He says, the sun shall be turned to darkness, the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Listen, here's what, I'm I'm tired of us, of people looking at this like a history book. I'm tired of, of, of hearing theologians and people engage this as if it is something that once was. I'm telling you that Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. The God who is, who was, and who is to come. He's the Lord. He changes not. Acts hasn't finished. This is for us. The Holy Spirit can come into your home now. He wants to come here now. We're going to build an upper room up in this place now. (laughs) 
Father, I just pray, I just pray that your power come upon your people. You need to see God, say, Lord, give me a vision. Give me a dream. Lord, release gifts in your people. Okay. Look what Peter says to him. Almost done. Peter said to them, look what he says. He says, repent. They say, what must we do to be saved? He says, repent. He doesn't say, raise your hand. He says, repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Look, for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off. Come on, that's us. Everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. <sighs> Revelation, this is my last scripture. Revelation 22. The Lord says, behold, I'm coming soon. I'm bringing my recompense with me to repay each one for what he has done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright and morning star. He's saying, I'm the promised Messiah to the world. I'm the King. And the Spirit, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit and the bride say, come. We say, come. Why? Because we want to unite with Jesus in perfect unity. And we want Jesus to get all of the glory. He just gets a fraction of the glory today. But the day's gonna come where he's gonna receive all the glory. He's gonna receive it all. And no one's gonna be able to tell him that he wasn't fair and that he wasn't loving and that he didn't treat everyone, draw everyone to repentance. This is the thing what the blood of Jesus does for you. That when Jesus comes, guess what? He's not rewarding you according to your sins. Your sins have been forgiven. He's rewarding you according to your faithfulness. Watch. As a steward. It's not complicated. Like this is what that means. Okay, on, day, on family days like this, what do we do? We're just going to be good stewards. We're going to give an offering over and above our tithe. Don't even say an amount. You can do something. You can do something. How can we say we're the people of God? We spend more money at McDonald's. We spent, we, we, we just, all of our things that we're loyal to, you, you, we, you can't thank him because he sent the Holy Spirit. We can model in our, Homes, do we have, put those three things up there. Give an offering, look, model Pentecost in your home. The Holy Spirit fell in the home. When is, if, if you're not part, 
please sign up for it. The priests of the believers, we have all the resources for you how to do it. When's the last time you sat at, at your table and invited the Holy Spirit into your home? You want miracles? The Lord's ready to do it every week, what he did with Pentecost. And then the other thing is being ambassador to your place of influence. That's stewardship. That's, he's just, that's all that he just wants family. And he wants us to demonstrate that we're loyal to him and to his kingdom and his family. Not perfect. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have times of unfaithfulness, but you don't stay there. You get back up. Come on, you have the blood of Jesus. All of your sins are forgiven. Don't make this just about some behaviors. This is about your whole life. The blood of Jesus can take care of all of that. Some of you today, you need to repent. And we're not doing any hand-raised stuff anymore. I mean, the water's right out there. If you're serious about it, look, get saved, get baptized, get filled with the Holy Spirit, all in, just do it. Just get it all done. We can't, this is what I'm saying, church. Claire, you're almost ready. This is what I'm saying. The days are coming, it's like this. We can't take an extra 15 minutes like to declare loyalty and receive salvation and be like we, what, what are we gonna do when, if, if God forbid persecution ever come? What are we gonna do when we really have to stand for our faith in a very difficult thing? What are we, how are you gonna model to your kids? How are you gonna model to them that God's family, that we're not part of that system? We're not part of that kingdom, we're part of God's kingdom. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you. We celebrate the Holy Spirit. We thank you for today. And Lord, I just know, God, that as we call upon your name and as we call upon the Holy Spirit, I thank you for what you're doing in our midst. And we're just so excited, God, about what you have in store for us. In Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.